would like to introduce. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. No, it's a plane. It's Superman. Yeah, guys, you've guessed it right. This is our second edition of Poppin' Talk. And you've guessed it right correctly. It's the episode on superheroes. Today we'll be talking about superheroes, the birth of superheroes in comics and animations and even movies. So let's, what do we start with today? Yeah, it's such a fascinating thing. We all throng to the theaters to to watch these movies. How much? Of, how many of us really know? How did it start? How did it get started? It's so fascinating and so interesting. Yeah, Ar, why don't you start with how did we get going in this? I think there'll be a lot of people who already know a lot of this because there are a lot of the diehard fans of Marvel and DC and all of these big names that already know a lot. But for those of us who don't know, like me, before I did the research, let's see what happens. So the birth of superheroes in the comics. So the first ever superhero in a comic was the Phantom. It was created by Lee Falk and it, and it was basically just a comic strip in the newspaper. So it goes back to way back in 1936. So earlier you didn't have comics, you just had those strips. Uh, of comic of these small uh, strips coming in the newspapers like you see these days you have Garfield or you have some other comic strips going on these days so that's how the comic uh, superhero was born yes it was Phantom was the first superhero in 1936 did you know comic strips were actually invented in Europe oh is it yeah and then they were mostly like mildly commercialized and like all over the world and then the first superhero was the Phantom, which was created by Lee Falk, like I just mentioned. Okay, great. And the, secondly, let's start with what we've all been anticipating. The first issue, the first most critically acclaimed superhero was, of course, Superman in Action Comics 1, which is now the most valuable comic. Did you really know what does this action comic uh, was a part of uh, the started by DC and I don't know how many of you guys know that DC stands for Detective Comics. I did not know that but that's sincerely fascinating. Yeah it's so the first superhero actual comic as a as a book was uh, born in 1938 and the creator for that was Jerry Siegel. Jerry Siegel created Superman so he was basically the creator and the writer so Superman was the first superhero with actual superpowers, which had out-of-the-world abilities, which enabled him to like run faster and like fly around and leap tall buildings and have really big muscles. I think we've all seen it in all of the recent movies and even the old comics. Yeah. Then in 1939, um, some gentleman who's so synonymous of creating these superhero series and I, we can all say was the super was the godfather of this was Stanley. Uh, Stanley joined uh, his family business in 1939, which was called a company called Timely Comics. Timely Comics later, I think it was in the 1960s, became Marvel Comics. But until that time, I think it was still named Timely Comics. So he was uh, somebody we just lost him a couple of months back, but he was really the godfather of it. And as we go on. We'll tell you what impact did he make on this uh, 
interesting and uh, a very fascinating journey of superheroes so i think we should discuss definitely the first the first female comic book character was phantoma oh phantoma i thought it was superwoman only very recently phantoma which year was she uh, created it was in the march of 1940 oh it was phantoma. created by richard huges and george mandel for thrilling comics 2 wow so basically yeah. it was also a part of jungle comics okay. so then it she was a masked superhero and costume heroine whoever was the woman in red but it was in a different but but are why did these comics come by what was the real genesis of this why the year 1936 people thought that we need to have these action heroes what was it really the thought behind i think at back of the time as the research we've conducted we could observe that as the end of world war 2 and as it was in its ending stages we could see a lot of there was a lot of like disparity and a lot of poverty and a lot of negativity i think that they created many things such as comic books okay. and even like commercialized sports right because they needed something like i think a sort of a hope to right. give to people so i think showing superheroes would actually give children someone to look up to So in some sense our our first episode which was talking about sneakers and that also really got the real fancy and really a kicker during the same time after world war 2 and this is also the same time mm-hmm. so it does seem that whenever the world has seen some extreme adversity that's when some things are born to pull people out of uh, that negativity and do something really positive and i think in today's time again when this pandemic is going on and this huge uh kind of uh, things are uh, happening maybe this is a time for something new to come by as well let's hope for that so i think another very interesting mention is the first superhero team these days we see it everywhere we saw the just league movie we see the avengers movies we see the x men all of those but do you know the first one the first ever mention of a superhero team was the justice society of america wow which was uh, essentially initially seen on the cover of the All-Star Comics 3 in 1940 what was All-Star what was All-Star Comics was a different company no no was it? I, it was i believe it's part of dc okay okay so it included the characters of the atom dr fate green lantern the flash sandman so all I of think these yeah flash is someone we still uh, uh, know of and we hear about him so so okay he he was born that means 1940 that means i think a lot of these characters started long long back okay. and they're still existing like we saw that superman he was the first critically acclaimed and most mm-hmm. famous superhero we can say for sure okay and still after 80 years almost we can see that he's still so famous yeah and uh, uh, also in 1941 uh, a uh, timely uh, superhero comics uh, created captain america that was the first marvel superhero appearance and oh, whose movies we have been seeing of late but actually in the comic series he was born in 1941 and it was uh, done uh, as a joint work of joe simon and jack kirby so kirby 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 yeah kirby so these two people gave birth to captain america of today so then he as we all know he had a signature round shield with the star and 
And also, did you know this was replaced by a triangular version? Oh, okay. What's that? So basically, in the first one, he had a triangular version of a fee of a shield, but that was replaced by a circular one in the okay. second edition. Okay, interesting. Any reason, specific reason for the change of the shape? We could find out. I think we can tell. First of all, a circle is much more appealing as a shield. Yeah. If we look at it. Triangle still seems you can't defend yourself completely. But yeah. circle, it gives you like a sort of security and also yeah. a sort of dominance. Dominance as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But also, we saw in the Avengers Infinity War, mm. when he'd lost his shield and he's gone back to Wakanda, he had two still triangular shields. Oh, yeah. So that means they were the old ones when they were there. No, I, I, they were created new for him. Yeah, as the storyline goes. But I'm saying they took the idea from the old one. Yeah, it's pretty interesting one. how first they changed it, now yeah. it's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, as we were discussing earlier, one person uh, you have to, who's godfather of uh, these things, is is Stanley. And as we told you that in 1939 he joined his family business of Timely Comics, and uh, Timely Comics was a uh, was a comic uh, publishing house. And he joined them in 1939, and he had in 1972 he became the editor, director, and publisher for this. And we can say our research told us that the period of 1960 to 70 was really, really the period of um, the golden period when so many things came by. I think it was a lot of it was the golden period of um, Marvel comics. Yeah. because we saw the release of Spider-Man, X-Men, uh, Hulk, Hulk Doctor yeah, those, Strange, Doctor Strange. Those are a lot of the prominent names that we still see are mentioned in Iron movies Man as well, yeah. Now. And also do you know that Black Panther uh, was also creating during the 1960s and he was the first black superhero and it was way back in 1960s. He was the first black superhero in any of them. and i think basically that's also how they inspire us because the social impact of these was very dominant as we saw before that it was the reason to give people hope in a time of disarray or in a time where they were down so i think creating a black superhero was really important in that time as we can see that the some of time the times that they are oppressed and showing different inequality in all yeah. of these superheroes yeah. gives all of the races hope which is what the message was eternally so, so in that sense we can say r is that they were very progressive these comics were really progressive because mm-hmm. they brought in a super woman way back in 1940s they had a black superheroes in 1960s so that means they were way ahead of the times in the social uh, stigma which are attached to few things so so a lot of credit goes to them and it must be impacting our mind but also you were telling me that Originally, Black Panther was called as Cold Tiger or something like that. What yeah, so yeah. Uh, basically, what, what it was that before the the creator who it was, Jack Kirby, when he first drawn or created the character, he perceived it as uh, Cold Tiger, mm-hmm. Cold Tiger. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the name stuck, and it changed to I think what is known more now, Black Panther. And I'm pretty grateful for that change. I like <laughs> the name Black Panther yeah, much yeah, better. Yeah, same here. Same here. and simultaneously as the dc comics created their justice society of america as a group of superheroes in 1960s one stanley and jack kirby created their own uh, uh, this team of superheroes called fantastic four i think that was also the first team movie of the 
uh, after the X-Men, it was the first movie of a team Marvel movie was the Fantastic Four. And you were telling me that this uh, Cold Tiger had a special appearance in Fantastic Four, right? First appearance yeah, was there. Yeah, first appearance as a comic was in the Fantastic Four comics. Yeah. Right, right. So, so I think it's really interesting how they like first introduce a character and he appears in someone else's comics. Mm-hmm. And he's then shown to like create his own story through that and gets his own issue. Mm-hmm. And then we can see that then they all come back together back to, to form a superhero team. Like we saw right. the Justice Society of America or which Justice Society of America can also be called Justice League. It's the same team, basically. You said that in the 1960s, it became Justice League. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, the Justice Society of America were like the founding members. And then Justice League was the combination of everybody. So Justice League has all these uh, Superman, Batman and all these people? In the comic book universe, the Justice League is very big. They have all of these guys. They have Martian Manhunter, which aren't really mentioned in the recent movies, but it's very large. Right, right, right. So, so you can see that uh, these are two two major major uh, forces, Marvel and uh, DC, which are really the force to reckon with, and they're really pushing it ahead. And then in 1974, was uh, you also had Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine was the yeah. introduction. So, like I said before, it's how they created a character separately and mm-hmm. had him shown a cameo in some other comic, and then the creation of his own. And then he was uh, actually supposed to be joined as the X-Men. As we all know, there was the Professor X character in X-Men who was collecting all of the people similar to him, like the mutants. Right. And he was supposed to be one of them. Okay. okay. He, he joined the X-Men. And this, what is this thing about Deadpool, the first anti-hero movie? What, what does it really is? So about? basically, uh, Deadpool was actually first, as his comic appearance, was supposed to be portrayed as a villain. Okay. But then he sort of changed his thing into an anti-hero. Okay. Did you know that the Deadpool movie in 2016 was the highest grossing R-rated movie ever? Wow. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, so it's, it's like, it's not just about uh, one way of looking at these uh, uh, comics evolving. They were also uh, changing their shape and their way of looking at it. They had anti-hero movies coming. They had this group of superheroes coming. They had one superhero getting into another uh, sequence of it. Wow, so many things happening. Like similar to what we've seen nowadays is in the modern, like in the past five years, we've seen a certain change. Like first we used to only have, like the main character would always be a positive person. Mm. Like the protagonist would always be the hero, right? right? We could see. But then certainly we saw even like Suicide Squad. Right. It was another movie where the villains were shown as the protagonist. Mm. And even Joker, the villains were shown, a villain was shown yeah. as the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting concept. Yes. Yeah. And then Incredibles was also born in 2004. I think that's, that's another interesting thing we could share. Incredibles, which is something we can see as someone, as a completely, we could say, targeted as a child target audience. And then we can see that the highest grossing movie, R-rated movie, is also a superhero movie. Right. So, which was, superheroes was something which was thought to be something for kids. Yeah. But the highest rating R-rated movie, which is for adults, is a superhero Super movie. Wow. I think that's amazing. Ironic, amazing. I think once this uh, a journey of comic strips in the newspapers, then you had the uh, comic books being printed mm-hmm. uh, and in book shape. Then came in between, there was another phase when these uh, animations started, uh, these superhero mm-hmm. comics uh, started getting into animation. And in 1941, 
the first animation movie was on uh, Superman. Yeah. Yeah. And it was created by Fleischer and uh, Famous Studios, right? And it was what we started with. It's, it's quite amazing that of how it is now getting into life, but first as animation. I think that how the comic books have also progressed with time. Like we've seen that there were only like printed paper or something like that. Right. So we could have first the mode to get to people was newspaper. So then they started as comic yes. strips. Yes. Then when they got more widely recognized, they started their own issues of comic books. And that way they progressed more issues, more public than they created animations, motion pictures, everything we see. So in 1960s, uh, there was a rise of television. <clears throat> television suddenly <clears throat> became very, very popular. And that is when you saw... 1960s, you had huge series of uh, animation uh, superhero movies coming for Batman, Spider-Man series, Superman, and uh, all these things. So you had another medium coming, a visual medium of television, and that's when the animation of superheroes started picking up. I think those were one of a lot of the most memorable series. Like even today, there's still sometimes I think about till five years ago, you could still see them on TV. Mm. Like, we saw the same series, which was Spider-Man, <coughs> Spider-Man, does whatever, Spider-Man. Yes. The friendly neighborhood Spider-Man <laughs> one. I think that was one of the most memorable series. And it was not only this, that it was having its impact all over the world as well. Then in 1970s, um, Japanese uh, animation uh, movies, they emulated the American superheroes in their own form. Wow, so they created like their own form of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And they had some huge success and they were inspired by these American superhero uh, uh, things. And uh, one of the most famous one was uh, Kagaku Ninja Tai Guchun, if I have uh, pronounced it right. But it was so amazing. It was also going all over the world and they were trying to uh, pick it up and uh, put it in their own space. I think there we can understand the social impact and also how important these comics were. Yes. So we can see that not only where, this, where we saw a start of it in the US, they were also in different spreading internationally. And then in 17 and 80, something interesting happened. Uh, so there was a 70s and 80s, you had this uh, organization which was uh, called for Action for Children Television, uh, which actually was very against all this. And there was a pause there because they were saying there should not be so much of violence. Is over commercialization of children programs. So actually, they put a lot of uh, pause there. Because, so I think yeah. we saw a restriction. The so the Justice League was actually the TV show was named Super Friends, <laughs> and okay. it was uh, it is said to be that they tried to make it as non-violent and non-offensive as possible. Right, right, right. And then you also had the Spider-Man and the other uh, uh, series. They were tamed a bit so that they looked very, very palatable to the children and the television. So it's it's like, it's very interesting that uh, there are always two sides to everything is happening. They were creating movies to create superheroes, but maybe along the way, um, some other aspect of society saw there's too much of violence. They wanted to stop it. So pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Right? I think like you had said before that they had a certain amount of hope to give in the early world war. We could also see that the superhero characters were related. They were given like a, a, a role in the world war. Like we've seen that in the Captain America, the first Avenger, he was basically shown to fight Nazis. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, that's very interesting how they made their own comic book character to fight to like shown to be there. Yeah. And then uh, we saw the uh, journey of uh, the movies now from comic strips to comics from comics to anti television series and uh, TV animations then came the huge uh, spurge of uh, these movies. Did you know that the first uh, superhero movie was made in 1951 and it was uh, on uh, Superman and it was played by George Reeves and it was a 58 uh, minute uh, movie it was an independent production I think that's very interesting because we can see that a lot of them were started by Superman yeah so I think Superman was a large played a large role in this then we had in 1966 we had the first Batman uh which was released which was played by Adam West and then in 1970 it was directed by Adam West oh sorry uh, directed by Adam West then in 1978 you had the first superman movie uh done by uh, Richard Doma this was a big 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 budget movie the first time 1978 i think that was also like the first time that they used visual effects oh okay so way back in 78 is it way back in 78 i think that was the first time we saw someone like that we could see someone in 1978 was able to create visual effects to show right. someone flying i think that's very interesting yeah. because even back then that was the beginning mm. but i back then they also like i could do research and you could see that it was a lot of work for them yeah like it was basically the first time the largely commercialized visual effects i think nowadays we can see so much change because of the visual effects yeah and then 1989 you had uh, the uh, the batman movie was back uh, with tim burton playing the lead and then 1992 the we played uh, uh, and then uh, 1992 was batman returns again done uh, directed by tim burton and in 1984 you had the supergirl that is that is the first movie on a uh, supergirl on a female character yeah, yeah. i think that's uh, very interesting because uh, supergirl as a comic for in comics first appeared as a character on superman comics okay, okay okay so she was like a character to be played on that and then she got her own independent i think there's also a, a tv serial nowadays on supergirl mm, okay okay and then 1987 you also had uh, in asia in india you had mr india coming which was again its own version of uh, superheroes as well and I, this is the most interesting fact r uh, which i found in uh, our research that in 1991 Captain America a movie was made but was not released because it was found to be not worthwhile to release I think that was that's a very interesting fact that we can see because nowadays that seems almost unbelievable yes because we've seen the large success of Marvel movies in our world and also that the Marvel movies and Chris Evans who plays Captain America has played the most times okay of any actor in a Marvel uh, I think 10 times I think 10 times yeah, yeah. So th- seeing that the first Captain America movie was actually thrown off and not released because it wasn't good enough it's very interesting then in 1999 Columbia Pictures got the rights for Spider-Man and 20th Century Fox got the rights for X-Men in the year 2000 so now came the big guys the big production houses trying to swamp this uh, superhero and scenario i think that's very interesting because in 2000 we saw the release of the first X-Men movie correct yeah I think that's very interesting because uh, if you know Hugh Jackman who plays Wolverine yeah so he has been playing Wolverine for 18 years oh 18 years so from the first X-Men to Logan in 2018 mm-hmm. for 18 years he's played one role i think that's fantastic yeah yeah 
And then in 2002, you had Sam Raimi, uh, who had directed Spider-Man, and it was played by none other than... Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And he was, I think, uh, most lovable Spider-Man, all of us. Uh, I think because right? he was the first, he was obviously supposed to be a favorite. Mm. Even though, like, we have seen many faces of Spider-Man now, I think three of them. Yeah, three of them and, have been seen. And now. you would also see during this time now, even the big guys, the big heroes wanted to play superheroes. So in 2005, we had the Batman Begins and uh, we had Christian Bale and playing the lead. I think this is something we have to acknowledge. In my opinion, I don't know if anybody else, mm-hmm. but Christian Bale was the most Batman out of all Batman. <laughs> okay. I'm sure a lot of us will agree with that. And... Uh, then you had this, uh, 2008, you had this MCU. Can you talk about MCU? So the, basically what we saw before was that the production houses had bought rights to the Marvel content, that they had bought rights to Spider-Man or they had bought rights to X-Men. Uh, X-Men. But the first specifically created by Marvel, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the first movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe was uh, Iron Man it? 1. The Iron Man 1 which is starring our favorite Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. It was the start of, I think, the main era, of modern era of superhero movies. How many uh, movies did he act uh, Iron Man? He's played Iron Man in nine movies. <laughs> wow. Wow. And that's not even in a, I think, in a span of what? Yeah. 11 years. And then you had in 2011 the first thought and you had the good-looking Chris Hemsworth in that. I think we saw him even uh, the le- recent movie Extraction. Right. Which is also directed by Christopher Nolan. Well, not Christopher Nolan. Okay. It was by the the same people that directed Infinity War. I'm forgetting the name. We'll okay. just come back to that. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the first Captain America, the first Avengers had to was started in 2011. We that was actually a large blockbuster hit. That was the high, highest grossing superhero film at that time. I think in 2011 we saw the first Avengers. And then later in 2012, when the, the after the Avengers were released, we could see the, the Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. And then the director was Christopher Nolan. That was, I think, again played by Christian Bale, if I'm not wrong. Yes, 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 I think so. Yeah. And then 2014, you had Guardian of Angels. Guardian of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So I think uh, we have got so much to I talk think... about and uh, we'll just like to sum it up. So, but if you will see all that was happening today as we speak, the two studios which are dominating this scene. Yeah, I think one is the Marvel that. Studios and then the, the, the DC DC Studios, right? And Marvel Studio, did you know, is owned by today is by Walt Disney and DC is owned by Warner Brothers. So two big guys coming together and now dominating the scene. So it's become something which is uh, unimaginable. And what's happening on the technology side of it? How is that evolved? Uh, I think we need to be quick now. Yeah. I think what the technology side was really interesting was that before we could, that using visual effects and CGI, which is computer generated, uh, computer generated interface, interface is yeah. very, very interesting in the modern day because we're breaking the boundaries. That first, I think in the older movies, we could see that like something which was out of the world couldn't exactly be shown. Yeah. But today, because of those visual effects, we're able to show something. It looks very realistic. It looks very realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So the correction is computer generated imagery. Sorry. Is the correct word. Right. So, so guys, I'm sure this 
how do you see the future of super movies uh, superheroes now i think it's will be wrong for us to say superheroes now we should say superhumans because the super women also and the superhero also superheroine as well i think uh, there's two things that i wanted to mention that i think for marvel it'll be a time for like recreation of the characters as we saw in the recent movie end that they have killed iron man which was a sad moment we love the character but he was ended and also captain america was shown to grow old so i think it'll be a time for recreation and also new new array of characters and actors and you were just telling me that because Robert there's Pattinson an abundance has just been enrolled for the new uh, batman yeah new robert batman. batman so i think uh, with every generation a new uh, new series new generation of actors will come in whom we can associate with more with the current generation mm-hmm. but also i think the imagery and the storyline would be more tech driven because that's the kind of world we are living in in a way whether it's the normal movies or superhero movies is a reflection of the society so i think we'll continue to see this and we can see in the last decade the uh, the audiences of all ages now enjoy this it's not something for young kids or something so it's becoming a, a much larger thing mm-hmm. so i think we are in for some exciting times and uh, so i so we hope to see these movies much much more and uh, we would like to say we would like to sign off m and r are your final two lines so i think superhero movies are really something that inspire everybody it's something that may be outlandish but it's what we aspire to be absolutely so guys thank uh, you we, for listening to us today it has been great talking about this we hope that you like this uh, episode as well and you keep on uh, tagging us give us feedback and please forward it to maximum people wish you all the best and ciao thank you guys bye